Hi, I'm Liz Tapia. And I'm Brian Ziegler from the band Dark Beauty. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Freeform, Freeform Rock Podcast. Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, welcome, welcome to a disastrous beginning of the Freeform Rock Podcast. The fucking Skype wasn't working. What's up, guys? We got guests here today. Let it, let them know who they are. Uh, uh, well, well, Mark, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, okay, why the okay. Hell are you wearing we, that we can let them. Shirt? Do- do it themselves if they want. I guess so, man. Yeah. Hello, Eric Jordan. Hey, and Lee. Hello, how are Jerry you? Sube. What's going on, Lee? Hi. Hello, how guys. are you doing, both of you? We've had some technical difficulties. I, I, I'll but... let you both talk however you want. Oh, man. We've had some technical difficulties, so I'm already a little buzzed right now. Mark, oh. why the... Mark, if for those of you that are listening to this podcast, you can't see it. Mark's wearing a hysteria shirt, and that like is the crappiest like scan the t-shirt like thing ever. The image is way too small. It's the album cover, man. It it, it looks way too small. Like it looks like a horrible like you know t-shirt print dot com like uh, mess. Whatever. Uh, but uh, it's a I mess, just like that album. Like the way the shirt looks, I don't like the album. But I do like the way the shirt looks on him. So I'm weird in that way. Why did I leave my camera on so I could get ridiculed? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Sorry, right, guys. I'm going to be hacking a lot. Man. I got 101 degree fever right now. Oh, fucking fuck, fuck, man. Shit. Not cool. Oh. That was like, uh, I was sick as fuck when I did the No More Tears review for uh, the Rock All Over You podcast. <clears throat> yeah. But it's not COVID, though, so... It's, I get sinus infections all the time. This is a fucking beast. All right, man. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, so I, I just want to go around the thing. We got Eric here from the uh, Rock All Over You podcast with his brother, Edwin Canastracci. They do that podcast. Uh, check them out, and, he'll, and Eric will give you a promo later. We got Jerry from the Three Shots Down podcast, if that ever gets going. And we just got Lee from his show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever show that I do. Yeah, I'm not going to say your last name. I give up on that shit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can say Lee Juicy Work. <laughs> Wait, That's Lee, good enough. Lee, right now you literally look like that image of Saddam Hussein when they captured him. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, at least I don't have shackles on my, 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 my neck. And my face. Yeah, but hey, the good thing is you're not wearing a fucking hysteria shirt. God oh, damn. God, that's dude. that's the thing. I'm wearing a fat Pillsbury doughboy gets angry and carries a shotgun and runs all over Canada shirt. 
Well, well, I know oh, Eric. I know, I know Eric. Like Edwin says, you're not here to offend people who like hysteria. You're okay, right? <laughs> no, hey, hey, I'm, I, hey, okay. I'm just gay. Oh hey, no! It, it's like Sam Kinison said. I have. It's nothing personal. I'm just a goddamn, you know, a comedian. Well, I'm not really as good of a comedian, but yeah, he get the point. Yeah, and Lee. After yeah, this I, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not as rich as Sam Kinison was. Hey, Mark, uh, yeah. in the background there, I can see your DVDs. Uh, do you own a copy of Mischief on DVD? No, that's a great movie, though, man. Fucking Kelly Preston. No, no, turn to your other head. Dur turn your head the other way. I think it's, I see it right there. It looks like the same spine for Mischief, because I have that DVD as well. No, I don't have it, dude. Well, some Do you have Reckless with Daryl Look harder. <laughs> no, I don't have that movie, but that's a movie that's on my list. It's hard to find, man. It's out of print. Daryl, yeah, I got it. Daryl Hannah and Reckless. I know that one. It was do you eight. want that? But do you want that one? No, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to just buy. I, I like that some... movie, so hey. you don't want that one. So fuck off. Oh, I do hey, want that one. I also want my bodyguard okay, too. I'm sorry. Hey, speaking of DVDs, though, does anyone own an extra copy of the Rat, the Rat DVD, where it has all their music videos and all that? No, I'm really willing that. to buy that off someone because I stupidly accidentally gave it away uh, without knowing, and it's out of print and very expensive now. Damn. Oh, I even. had the one with the Duran Duran videos, Dude, all of the one. videos. Dude, that rap one's awesome because there's one where, like... The Duran Duran videos are better, but, but anyway, <laughs> go on. But no, seriously, the rat one has a documentary where it's them hanging out with Lil Richard. It's Rat oh. hanging out with Lil Richard in 1989. That's some pretty badass shit. I was waiting for the cast of Full House to appear next. It was like, it was so late 80s. Oh, wow. Actually, I like Little Richard a lot. So, so you, you got me going there. Woo! Woo! Uh, I, I do have Down and Out. Good Beverly golly, Miss Molly! I do have Down and Out. Sure, Beverly like Hills. Ball, Little know. Richard's in that movie. You know, Richard. the Beatles even did a little Richard tune. Richard, anyway, uh, um, Richard Dreyfus and us, I think that was Sammy Hagar's uh, acting debut, right? No, I'm oh. <laughs> I love that, Sammy. That's but... actually Mark, Mark, that's the really weird and up. interesting huh? to me. Mark, that's the reason your Skype doesn't work, because you infected your computer with so much fucking Sammy Hagar songs. Your, your computer probably has shit tons of viruses on oh it. Oh, my God. Your love Hagar. is driving me crazy. I mean... Even though he wrote Bad Motor Scooter, he had a good band behind him. That's all I want to say. Well, he had a great band behind him, too, in Van Halen, so fuck everybody. Uh, no. <laughs> he had a band that had yeah, been great, yeah, yeah, great band they went him. with him. Yeah, great band behind him, and they're sticking it up his ass, because that's uh, he sang so fucking horrible. <laughs> Oh my hey, God. Mark Sammy Hagar, he does got a set of pipes, but they're too they're too busy being jammed up his ass. That's that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> Dang, that's a bad one, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I delivered that badly. Yeah, let's let's no no. I, I, let's talk I about a good band you, here. <laughs> let's get into a great band in Rush. Power Windows, man. Uh, this mm. is their eleventh studio album. It's released uh, five days after my fifteenth uh, birthday. Um, this is a pretty good album, man. A lot of people give it shit, and I don't, I because of the keyboard shit they did to it. I understand that because when you go from 2112 to this, it's a freaking culture shock. 
to all these old heads out there you go ah oh, god <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like i understand what you guys are talking about but this album is like um the theme of this album is like power, abuse of power, which is going on right now in the world, but we won't talk about that. But this album kind of has a good meaning to it that we're doing this album because, <clears throat> oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, um, as, a kid, as a kid, man, I, I burned this tape out. I blew this tape out. I got a CD. I got it stolen like 10 times because fucking I was an idiot, left my CDs in the car. But uh, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I used to have a case that held a hundred of them, man. I couldn't go without them. Thank God for phones, man. I could hold like thousands of songs in my phone now. Yeah. To put in my car. But uh, I'm going to ask Eric, this is what you do on your show. How did you get into Rush in this album? Oh, man. So I'm going to start with how I honestly got into Rush. Um, I was probably in first grade. My mom, you know, mom and dad were divorced. And uh, so sometimes, too, my mom would work nights. And when that would happen... I would stay with my dad and she would pick me up in the morning and make sure I got to school. And she'd always listen to classic rock radio or she listened to like her CDs. And I remember hearing fly by night by rush and I was just hooked. I was like, who the fuck is this band? I loved Gay Lee's voice. And I just, I love that song. And uh, my mom had a couple of their CDs and I, uh, you know, so I grabbed a couple of them. You know, I heard our songs, Tom Sawyer, like the hits, uh, and I, I really liked them, but then my life changed forever. Like a couple of weeks later, she picked me up again from my dad's house and I heard 2112, like the whole song. And that shit was mind blowing. I was just, I was hooked ever since. But I do remember she had the Chronicle CD, which like the double disc. Um, and I just remember though, like the second disc, like right when I get to like around this album, Power Windows, which we're talking about, I was kind of turned off. I'm like, oh, this is all like, weird and keyboardy and shit this isn't like you know this isn't hard rocking like the other stuff and i kind of avoided like this kind of era of rush for a long time um and it wasn't until like just recently like last year when i really was like i'm gonna give these albums a chance like you know power windows um hold your fire uh even like albums like presto and whatnot i've been really going back and giving those albums a chance and yeah, don't get me wrong, the 70s stuff is still my favorite. I like the heavier stuff, but these albums are really fucking good. It's great songs, and they're different. Um, and that's what I like about Rush. They don't make the same album twice. They kind of have their phases, but they grow out of them, and they do something new. Kind of like how Rainbow was, which is another favorite band of mine. Every album was almost like it was different. Um, of course, that was because that band went through so many different lineup changes, whereas Rush was the same three guys except for the first album. Um, and I, I like that about them, man. And I've really grown to love this album. And that's where Mark, Mark and I got to talking about it on, uh, you know, Mark and I got to talking about a couple episodes of his show and like my old show, The Melt Dungeon. And uh, we just kind of agreed we were going to do this episode eventually talking about Power Windows. But yes. Yeah, album it's really grown on me this album back in the day i would have told you this sucks it's keyboard bullshit but you know i've really changed my tune on this album and really enjoy it and uh, you'll kind of find out what i think track by track you know obviously when we dig into the album what did you get what how did you get into rush jerry oh, pretty much mm. organically my oldest sister mary was in the rock and roll my middle sister amy was in the freaking 
I don't know, disco shit. So I didn't get anything from her. But I mean, she listened to it. She'd have Rush CDs, or not Rush CDs, but tapes. I would listen to them, get to know their hits, you know, like, you know, Tom Sawyer, Closer to the Heart. Um, then, you know, I heard more and more. I watched MTV, their videos, Distant Early Warning, uh, freaking Subdivisions. I'm like, damn, these are really good songs. I was never really a hardcore Rush fan, so I would say Presto. That was the first album I think I ever liked or ever knew all the way through. And I went back and checked them all out again. And man, there's some, there's just not very many weak songs from them. Um, I'm new to the post Presto era. I'm just now getting into that because I, I didn't like it at first, but I'm listening to it now and I'm liking it more. Um, but uh, Subdivisions, or uh, not Subdivisions, uh, Power Windows, man, it's a great record. Uh, I don't oh, mind it. I don't mind the keyboard change at all. I mean, I thought, you know, this is a great record. Well, well, my theory is with the keyboard thing, like I said, it was a drastic departure from what the 70s uh, fans of Rush were used to. And it was just like, ah, shit. I was even reading that uh, Mike Portnoy, he said at this era of of Rush, he, he kind of like got more into metal. And yeah. like he got away from Rush, but he hated this era of Rush, and now he's went back to it. And I go, this shit is awesome, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think it's uh, even though the weird thing is, if you really listen to the Rush albums between like you know, like let's say seventy nine to this album, it's kind of like they kind of gradually build towards it. You can hear them adding more and more and more keyboards on it, whereas this one's like full out just you know keyboard heavy but they're kind of building that way you know so it's not i wouldn't say it's too much of a shock but if you're kind of like a person like me who you know i discovered rush in like you know 2000 like well i think it was like 2001 you know like i'm going back and kind of discovering everything so for me maybe i hear you know fly by night uh you know the first album 2112 and then i hear like something from this album and i'm like whoa what the hell is this you know yeah. whereas people kind of who are following rush from the beginning or at least from like you know you know 79 79 or like from moving pictures it was kind of a they're kind of gradually going that route you know they're slow each album they kind of add more and more keyboard elements to the album yeah it's like, like- it's like it was a sea change for uh, the fans of Rush, and I know a lot of people did not get back into Rush until freaking Counterparts came out. Yeah, and it's like oh shit, they're back to the guitar. The keyboards it's are gone. Can... It's like <laughs> if, yeah. I add, if I can add one more thing, it's like they, the, the keyboard Rush was actually the version that I grew up on first, so that's why I never really noticed, you know, a huge difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same with me uh because uh I, the videos on mtv when we got mtv subdivisions so yeah. that, oh, that was God, like the song. That, song that was like the song that said that that's me man i'm not cool <laughs> i'm the cast out you know and a fucking song I fucking spoke love, to me i actually have a uh subdivisions or no uh signals signals poster in my room it's got like it's a or not a poster a calendar it's a calendar and it's got like all just pictures from like the signals tour. It's fucking badass. I found a guitar center like right before Christmas. Nice. And Lee, how did you get into Rush? I was uh, someone who 
let's say the different magazines like I forget what exact magazine, but like Cream or Hit Parader, I heard about them and I had not heard their actual music. But when I went to a record store that a friend of mine had, you know, done, I, I decided to get a Farewell to Kings. Ooh. And so that that became the first album by Rush that I had heard. That's a good I first album. Say that that I I I would have preferred to hear another album otherwise, but I I did get a sense of what they were about, and my friend told me that that was a great album. So I know that people like it. But then I was hearing songs like Subdivisions on MTV. And that song at that time wasn't my favorite, even though I, I now really like it. But when I heard stuff from Grace Under Pressure and then Power Windows, I was like, this is the stuff that I really like. And no joke, Power Windows is probably one of my very favorite Rush albums. So when I heard that we're going to do it, I'm like, big money. You hear that song, that is, well, I'll wait until we get to the review, but that, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about doing this album because, not that I'm going to say that every single song has a different, has the same feeling for me, because, you know, certain songs have, a different element to it but to me even though there's keyboards in it i play keyboards but there's also a rocking guitar and a really heavy cool drum to it it's like that it's like it's it's to me it's not namby pamby it's good stuff and so after i heard that then I heard stuff like, well, without getting into a lot of detail because I don't want to keep talking a long time, let's say some albums after that got a little bit flimsy for me. Other albums were better. So it's all a matter of album to album. But for me, one of the best albums is Power Windows. I, I agree with you, man, because this album is, this one, I got Signals, Grace yeah. Under Pressure, and this one, and then I went back and Those got, two me are the Grace Under Pressure. Yeah, Grace Under Trifecta Pressure. means the three good things. Well, I love moving pictures, and I spent 300 bucks on that box set now, 
Yeah, well, Mark, it would have been like probably around like 200 bucks if it wasn't for all the taxes you have for California. Jesus Christ. Local tax, state tax, another local tax. How many fucking local taxes do I need? They got a, hey, fuck you, Mark, tax. And you're like, what the fuck? I'd rather get it for seven bucks at thrift store. Oh, that ain't going to happen. This box set is packed with a lot of goodies, man. I got like the police, the box set for... (laughs) Seven bucks or no eight bucks. I got mine for free because my wife had it. <laughs> okay, well then, then you paid less. You paid a better amount than me. Yeah, man. But let's get into this album, shall we? Let's start with the. Uh, we got the big money here, so uh here's big money that Eric picked. Here's oh yeah, big money on the Freeform Rock podcast. <laughs>
Okay, that was big money, Eric. Why'd you pick that track? Power of editing. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I picked that song because that's my favorite track off the album. And that's the one song that even when I hated this album, I did like that song. And I noticed a lot of people uh, that kind of hate the keyboard heavy rush. They do like the song. And I feel it's because it's more, I mean, it's still poppier but than their other stuff, but it's a little bit more guitar-driven than the rest of the album. You definitely hear a lot more Alex Lifeson uh, guitar in this song. And, you know, it's got some amazing bass playing by Gay Lee, amazing bass playing. Uh, but I, I dig this song, man. It's real catchy. It's a great way to start off the album. You definitely want to start off with a song that's going to get people kind of off their feet, you know, kind of maybe, uh, you know, tapping their feet, you know, banging their banging their head a little bit. So um, I do like this song, man. It's great. Um, there are a lot of songs that obviously I've grown to love, um, you know, from listening to it, you know, this past, you know, two years. Uh, but this one's still, it's, it's my, I can't deny it's still my favorite song because it's always been my favorite off this album. Um, but oh god, can we talk about the look in this video though? They oh, have a music for video it, for it, and holy shit, <laughs> what the fuck is up? What is on Getty Lee's head? People talk about Gene Simmons' hair, what the hell is on Getty Lee's head? It looks He's like a Muppet, <laughs> and he has those big fucking parachute pants. Looks like he has a fucking load in his damn pants, and then uh, you got Tom Hanks on the fucking drums over there. <laughs> Uh, uh this this music video too like some of the special effects in it it looks like one of those cheesy like uh vhs videos you watched in like elementary school to teach you about math or whatnot like big money like i could see this being something like an educational <laughs> video you see in uh in school it's so cheesy but i do love it because it's so cheesy but man it's a great fucking song and like i said listen to that fucking bass on there i know yeah. mark had the song at the beginning so if you need to, rewind and listen to it again, because that bass, oh, it's just fucking sexy, man. Yeah, it's a fucking great bass line. Getty always plays. What do you think about mm. it, Jerry? Oh, it's a fucking, one of the better opening songs on a Rush album, in my opinion. Um, like, like Eric said, man, the fucking, is there such a thing as shredding and bass playing? Yes. <laughs> Have you seen Billy Sheenan? Yeah, have you seen Bobby Doll from Poison? Oh God, that, that's a rock and metal combat podcast joke. I don't like to steal their jokes. I don't jokes, give a man. shit. <laughs> I don't want to steal their shit. They'll they'll start charging me. You know, I don't. You pay Ian Wally for that beer opening. I don't want to pay. Hey, I say whatever the fuck I want to say, and nobody what? will charge me because I'm so weird. Nobody will ever quote me. Well, hey, Mark, it's kind of like, it's like you say with Spotify, like, I, Ian Wadley only gets like 50 cents for that beer crack every time I do it. That's more than Spotify gives an artist for 500 <laughs> plays. So. Well, we'll get into <laughs> that, we'll out get like into that later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, the fucking baseline is so dizzying and awesome. It's incredible. I love the ending, how it ends like with the opening and then that fucking jam session for like a minute at the yeah. end. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, like I got one thing on this album. There's seven good songs out of eight. There's one song I'm not even going to acknowledge. I think it doesn't belong. I think it doesn't belong on the album. It totally fucks up the album. But uh, I wow. give this one definitely. Big money. Would, Big money. I give it ten. What'd you think about it, Lee? Oh, this song was the thing. Oh, I thought that this was Russia's best album. 
And really, this song got me jumping up and down in enthusiasm for it. And I think that no other album before this one was quite as good back then. I do understand that other albums of nice. theirs were comparably good. There's a baseline for you. This was the one that I was full blown great with. Out of nine, and the song started things off. Did you say be pumping up my greatness or what? <laughs> Dude, Eric is taking over, taking over your mantle as the fucking burper on your fucking uh, like A. I, I can't. I'm already like. I'm already four drinks stop. deep. I didn't stop talking, but I do want to know what he said. <laughs> he went burp. <laughs> I was like, there's okay. a baseline for you. <laughs> there's a baseline for you. Yeah, no, no, no. Believe it or not, Eric, believe it or not, and I, I, I use an app to do music. And if you were to give me a video of you doing nothing but burps, I could put it on and transpose it to baselines are you no way are you serious i yeah. am kind of serious yeah there, you did that with point in time when i there's I, a point I, in time I, when i was fact, any of you if, if 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 you give me videos of you just doing do 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 i can do i i can transpose it it might not be exactly what you think it will sound but but i can transpose it I thought about creating an app for the iPhone like way back about way back where basically like I would translate farts into like words. So every time you <laughs> farted, you could record it and it'll like make a sentence. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's interesting. Interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But, uh, is that all you got to say about big money, Lee? We're... Yeah. All right. What I got to say about big money. Yeah, that video was fucking cheesy as fuck. <laughs> fucking, you got to remember that's 1985. Yeah, hey, I, hey, I didn't put it down. I love that. It's not, it's, I love it's how not cheesy it's, and stupid it's, it's it not, is. I love how not, horrible they fucking look. That's that's adds to the charm of it. Yeah, it's fucking cheesy 80s graphics, man. It's like yeah. you look at Yes's album 90125. That's the first album cover used by an Apple Mac. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's pretty. It's like they were like experimenting on this shit. Let's let's put some animated dice in here. You know, it's like you can't even uh, tell. That's like, a nice uh, one. You can't like fucking. You got people like the fucking what is it? The things they do to people now. They make look like Michael Douglas look young. I go. They fucking got the shit down now. <laughs> Before it used to look fake. You can't even tell. They could do deep fakes. <laughs> Somebody could look like Tom Cruise, and it's not Tom Cruise. It's like, fuck. It's pretty cool, man. But this song rules. It's like that fucking that fucking riff that Alex is fucking hitting on this song. Yeah. Oh, I love that riff. God, uh, the fucking riff and the fucking lyrics. Big money goes around the world. Big money taking, you know, it's like, and like at the end, it goes, Big money's got a mean streak. Big money's got no, I can't do Giddy Lee. So, you, you know, actually sound good. Money's got a loan now. Yeah. The fucking lyrics that Neil wrote for this song is just, it sounds simple, but they're complicated at the same time. Yeah. It has a fucking meaning. 
and he's making it dumbed down for us idiots to understand that big money sucks. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Mark, but if I had a lot of money, I could buy a jet ski. You're seeing a sad person on a jet ski, man. I, I'd be happy to have a jet ski. Jet ski. You know how much vinyl I'd buy if I had a lot of money? So, yeah, no, oh, big boy. money. I, I want some big money. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think you'd be a dick with it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, buy, please I donate some money a lot to me. Of me. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the next track, Grand Designs. What did you think about this one, Jerry? Grand Designs, again, another fucking gripping bass line, man. Uh, I think the keys are actually pretty awesome in this one. There's good harmonics in Alex's guitar. I love how he plays in this one. I could do without the oh shit at the end, but other than that, you know, it's a good song. I give it an eight. What do you think about it, Eric? Well, Jerry, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to say, man, I love the woes at the end. I think I love woes in songs. My I don't favorite woes, song, but I didn't really care for that one. But my, my favorite Kiss song is uh, "Who Wants to Be Lonely," and there's a lot of woes in that. Ew. Song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but well, no, Sandy's I, going, yeah. <laughs> going, yeah, all right. I'm Maybe not going, call. yeah, at all. <laughs> hey, I saw Paul Stanley at a restaurant once. And he drugged my, uh, he, he put something in my drink, and I woke up next day with a sore butthole. So, yeah, Paul Stanley, uh, better lawyer up, man. No, Paul Stanley <laughs> was hanging out with Bill Cosby. He showed him the ropes. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Oh. Guys, that was the day Paul Stanley became my least favorite member of Kiss. <laughs> he was always my least favorite member of Kiss. I've always been an ace gene. Uh, oh, no, 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 it's Peter Chris. I'm sorry. Peter Chris. That was the best solo album. I can't deny that. Just because my butt What spaghettios would you want to eat? Uh, Peter, Gene, or, or Paul? I think spaghettios are nasty. I don't yeah, even spaghettios eat Spaghettios taste like shit. I ate a spoonful of spaghettios one day, and they taste like fucking ass. Fuck. It tastes oh. like a fat clown's so asshole. So which ass of kids would you want to eat first? Oops, sorry. No, Never but you, you know that commercial I used to go, oh, oh, SpaghettiOs, exactly. Yeah, uh oh, <laughs> I put this fucking nasty shit in my mouth. Oh my yeah. god, that shit. Or I put smells... Paul Stanley's dick in my mouth and put a spoonful of SpaghettiOs. My god, Ew. It smelled... I, don't, I don't think I would do that. But it smells right. like ball cheese, man. <laughs> it's like cheap. It's like really nasty expired ketchup and like cheap ass pasta. It's it's horrible. What oh, were man. you talking about? Oh, we're on fucking uh, buddy, uh, Grand Designs lead. Oh, yeah, talk Grand about Designs, it, man. It's a fucking go good it. song. Um, very 80s sounding. This is where the keyboards really kick in. Um, like I said, man, I like it, man. It, this is a song. It, it took a while. You know, I listened to it for what it was. I put aside the fact that, hey, this isn't Farewell to Kings. This isn't 2112. This is Rush um, kind of doing something new. They're experimenting with these keyboards. I'm going to keep an open mind now to it. And it's a good song, man. Really phenomenal. I love the keyboards in it. Um, it. It sounds like something that'd be like in Top Gun or like some kind of 80s like movie where they have like a montage going on, especially with the woes in the end. Um, very 80s sounding, but I fucking love it. It's real fun. Um, great song. So, Lee, what do you think of uh, Grand Designs? Yeah, I, I like SpaghettiOs. I like the the way that the um, <laughs> um tomato. Well, you add vodka yeah, to it. Oh, 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 it no, 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 oh, no, 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 make it taste better. I I <laughs> like this song more. I liked it back in the day, but now it seems to be like an inferior cousin to the song "Big Money." I am not going to say that I totally dislike the song because I really 
did like it back then, but now I think it is not quite as great as it was when I heard it back when I first had the album. But it is not a totally bad song. I do still like it. Yeah, I think it's a fucking amazing song. Fucking the keyboards rule. And there's something I, I, I keep telling people they like go off on the sound that's too keyboardy. Try to imagine this album without the keyboards. It's a fucking doom fucking Black Sabbath album with those fucking Alex Lifeson riffs in the back. <laughs> I, love it. I, I, I wouldn't say that, Mark. I mean, it's, I, I really don't hear no Black Sabbath. No, in but there. The, you take the, the thing is, too, man, I, for me, it's like you can't tell someone, like, oh, this is like, it's a heavy album without the keyboards because you're going to hear the keyboards. Just tell people, like, listen to the songs and just like accept it for what it is. Listen to it as it is. Don't think about, what Rush has done in the past, just listen to it now and hear the I love songs the underneath. But I don't, I, but the thing is, I concentrated on the guitar riffs in the background one day and I said, Fuck, Why? Alex Lifeson, <laughs> because Alex Lifeson is playing some heavy riffs that aren't up on oh, the yeah. some pretty cool guitar work. So why don't you listen to a version on YouTube without the keyboards? I love so, that. The demo um, versions, um, the guitars more prominent. Hey, I love the keyboards. I love the keyboards. Keyboards. I just tell them have a version of it on there. I'm just telling the people who don't like the keyboards, listen, try to listen to it and imagine there was no keyboards. That was. And it, I'm man. telling them that they can listen to it in a version without keyboards if they want on YouTube if it exists. Well, those are the demos. The demos are definitely more guitar guitar uh, heavy. Yeah, they uh, asked they asked Alex Lyson, "What happened to you?" And since Power Windows, he goes, well, Getty wanted to play with the keyboards. <laughs> so that's what happened. Well, I like them. I, I like I it, too. They were yeah, more I keyboard like too, heavy. Man. I think it's it's grown on me. My first concert was Hold Your Fire, man. So I'm I'm good. Oh. Well, let me tell you something. Hold Your Fire is not a bad album. It's Don't get me wrong. It's not the greatest album they've ever done, but it's, everyone says it's like this horrible album. I think it's pretty it's fucking not. good. It's a really good I album. Have to yeah. listen to I it again great. on on a really good system or or, or, or or something. I'll have to listen to it again because I had it back on vinyl back in the day, and I found that just the engineering um, of the album made it seem like it was very very crisp Play-Doh pap, and 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 I have to hear it again on a better like like high definition system uh dude I, I i'm listening to these albums they put on amazon music and they put the atmos on it they sound horrible if you don't have an atmos speaker or headphones they're not that good and I'm well like, then thank you for telling me about um, Amazon Music, oh, but, where but now I'm having a fucking time. Not all the albums are in Atmos. Most of them are in HD, and the HD versions sound great. It's just the new Scorpions album, uh, Rock Believer. It's on Atmos on there, and I was waiting for my but CD if, to come. But if, if I listened to the first Hold half of It rules, HD, dude. That's Good. cool. Yeah, if, Rock if, Believer if, rules. Let me say if, something if, 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 if it, Rush, yeah. um, Hold Your Fire is on regular hd then cool yeah it is i gotta say with, right. uh, with this you. album power windows um it's definitely uh i've learned it's a headphone album yes like because there's so uh -oh. much stuff they're experimenting with with 
you know, different things like keyboards and like all these, they're playing around with like samples, like all these different like samples and electronic drums that if you listen to this with like headphones, there's so many like new things you always pick up on it, like in the atmosphere of the music um, it, that like you really can't tell if you listen to it through a regular speaker. This is definitely like a, a good headphone album because you always kind of discover some new things with it. I, really, I, I think this album was the first one. If you ever bought CDs back in the day, probably not you. You weren't alive back then, uh, Eric. Uh, but uh, you bought CDs. That was a lot of back, CDs. Back, no, but back the in the day, they don't, they don't do CDs. <laughs> They don't do this now, but the back of the CDs used to say AAD, which means analog to analog to digital. And I think this was the first one that said DDD, digital to digital to digital. So this is, I think this is the first CD that just went total digital compared to like other CDs would say AAD, which means, like I said, analog to analog yeah. transfer to digital transfer. I think this album was the first one that was totally made digital. That was something that, I can attest was actually true that that was the coding system back then that if it was AAD, then that mean analog to analog to digital. And then if it was ADD or DDD, then those were different things. But it was like, yeah, back then they had the coding system. Yeah, I Mark used to... I used to look at my Rush CDs and I go, what's this A-A-D? And then I go, why is this one D-D-D? And then I figured out years later, oh, that's digital, digital, digital. They recorded it in digital, transferred to digital, and transferred it I to found a digital out source. That was yeah. the case. Yeah, so they used to do that coding system on, on CDs back when they first yeah. came out. It's like all the Beatles were like, what? They were A-A-D because they were all analog. They couldn't, they never recorded in digital, so... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they never recorded their 1960s stuff back in the 80s. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's get into the next track, Manhattan Project. What do you think about this one, Eric? Manhattan Project. This is definitely, um, as like I said, my mom had the Rush Chronicles uh, CD, the double disc, and um, when I listened to that CD. I listened to Big Money and I thought, okay, that's kind of okay. And then once I heard Manhattan Project, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like Secret of My Success or some shit by Night Ranger. This is horrible. Like, I don't want to hear this. Um, now, I fucking love this song. It's, um, again, it's keyboard heavy. This isn't your typical rush. But I kind of compare it to Jacob's Ladder in a way because this song has so many different moods. Like, expressed through the music not so much maybe the lyrics but through the the music you feel so much like uh changes in emotion with the music that they're playing um you know like it starts off you know kind of uh um it kind of starts off like a little bit suspenseful like oh something's about to fucking happen and then it kind of leads into like this real like optimistic sounding music like real happy jumpy and then it goes to like more suspenseful again kind of scared and of course, the song is about you know the making of the uh, nuclear bomb, which you know that's what the Manhattan Project was. So it's kind of cool how they do that. You know, the uh, song is very optimistic, kind of calm at the beginning, but as the song builds up, it's like you can feel the tension building. You can feel like tension building within the music they're playing. So there's so much emotion in this song, and uh, it's just freaking amazing. I love it. 
I love the fact that I think like each verse is like told from a different point of view of like the nuclear bomb. And it's just, it's a fucking masterpiece, man. It's like, what a, you know, what a great way to start off an album with these first three songs. Phenomenal yeah. song. It's like these three songs, you could see like a story in your head. You could see like a yeah. animation or something just coming exactly. out. Exactly. It's like Neil Peart's the lyrics are just so fucking descriptive. It's like, if like I think they should teach the song in history class, Manhattan Project. You know, yeah. it's like, come on, man, play this. It's like <laughs> they did Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. I love that song, but that song gets a little boring now. But this song I, I prefer the office version of that song, Ryan Started the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about this song, Jerry? Dude, can I give a song an 11? This would fucking qualify for it, in my opinion. I mean, I've always yeah. been always been a fan i'm not a fan but a uh uh a ww2 you know history buff and this song just hit it on, on all uh all sides of it and like eric said man it sounds out starts out optimistic kind of in a way but then it gets kind of uncertain um one thing about rush you always most not all the time but most of the time you know what they're talking about yeah Bill Pert is such a great fucking lyric I mean, very intelligent man. And it's just, ah, it's a fucking just a great song. I'd give it an 11 if you guys would let me have it. You could do whatever you want, man. It's like Spinal Tap. This, this, <laughs> this goes to 11. This goes to an oh, 11. The song actually fucking gives me chills sometimes. It really does. And not many, not many songs do. And this one actually, uh, like I said, I haven't listened to this album in like probably two years, all the way through. And I heard this song doing this by notes, and I'm like, damn. Fuck. What a great song. I mean. It's a fucking, like, they, like they said, uh, Neil Peart was a literature freak. Yeah. Sci-fi freak. And they he came up in a, in a thing, and it said, oh, I, I he said, oh, you can write the lyrics, man. You're like, you read books. <laughs> you write the lyrics. <laughs> they took over the music, man. But uh, fucking, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jared. This is 11. But what do you think about it, uh, Lee? Yeah, well, this is one of the best songs on the album. Yeah. I love the way that it goes from a mellow to a more bluesy mood. And I think that it's really boss. Kudos to it. Yeah, just imagine a time when it all began in the dying mm -hmm. days of a war. A weapon that would settle the score. Whoever found it first would be sure to do their worst. They always have before. And in the chorus, it's like, where it picks up and it just goes big bang took and shook the world shut down the rising sun the nsd yeah. gun it would hit everyone when the chain reaction was done big shots try to hold it back fools try to wish it away the hope would depend on a world without end whatever the hope this may say you know i, I love like it. The, the, the whole mood change just like uh, it's like Martin. oh we're gonna build a fucking it, it, weapon that's gonna end this war it's going to be awesome. We'll just, you know, this world will be over. They ain't going to want to fuck with us to like, oh shit, we literally just created a weapon that can like destroy an entire country, destroy the entire world. Now everyone's going to want one. What the fuck did we do? You know, I, just, I love it. Just the way they capture that in the music. And when he what said, I, when he says shockwave, flying mark, out of the shockwave, you know, yeah. mark, mark, so much emotion. I, the way that you sing it, and if you were to give me, some sound like 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 stuff of you singing this i would like it i think you sing it good i like your voice 
much. Oh, thank you. I hate my voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you like my voice. I hate it. But it's like it's like when he says the pilot in Manola Gay, and then he goes flying out of the shockwave. <laughs> it's like, damn, so much emotion in this fucking song. Shockwave! It's like, you I don't... I, 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 I know you three are, are all three King Diamond fans here. Nate Atch- King Nate, Diamond, baby. Nate Atchison loves King Diamond, but he can't stand Getty Lee, and I don't understand that. They that both have so those sad. same highs. You know, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with with Nate? <laughs> hey, all the problem um, with Nate is his ears he... don't work because he also likes Sammy Hagar. Uh, King Diamond does love sound you, Bushy. Kind of like Freddie Mercury at times. I know he likes Queen. I don't understand this shit. I mean, King Diamond, nobody can fucking match his tones, man. Yeah, I was listening to his radio show this morning. I listened to the whole thing, and he played fucking Striper's version of "Carry On," the Wayward Son. I like that version, but fucking Kansas blows that version away. It's like, dude, play the original. Kansas rules. I'm not saying that I'd love to hear King Diamond, but I'm going to say I think that his vocals are okay. I'm just thinking he played that Striper song. He should have played an original Striper song. That's all I got to say. But uh, fucking all right, Manhattan Project rules. I love that song. And then we get to the next track. Marathon, I'll give this one to you, Eric. Oh man, Marathon. This is the this is the song that uh I listened to that made me finally be like, this album is actually worth giving another chance to. So I think I started looking up like music videos of Rush from the 80s, and I heard this song, and I'm like, okay, it's from Power Windows. This is a good song. You know, I heard the live version, so you hear a little bit more guitar in it, so maybe that helped, but this song fucking rules. Again, this is another song, man. Just within the music itself, they capture the feeling of the song. And the song feels like a marathon. It starts off kind of, you know, like like pump-up music. Like it's getting you all ready, hyped up for this run. And then all throughout the song, you hear these changes. Like it slows down, but then it picks up again, slows down, picks up again. And the end is so triumphant sounding. Like you just finished this big marathon you went through all the ups and downs of it, but you made it through. You got to the finish line. This song fucking rules, man. I love I love the way Gay sings on this. He sings so beautifully on this. And yeah. I mean, the song kind of the song just kind of sums up their career in a way. Cause I mean, Rush kind of they they ended on top, man. They the way they went out was like the best way you could go out with dignity. They went out on top, and they had a lot of, like, ups and downs throughout their career. They had a lot of times where, you know, when Neil Peart, you know, when his uh, wife and daughter, he lost his wife and daughter, and he kind of took a break from music, and he went on that long motorcycle ride, and they were kind of thinking, you know, Rush was done at that point, and they, but they gave him his chance to, like, kind of, you know, heal from that. You know, there's times where they thought, well, this is probably it. I think it's over. You know, they had so many ups and downs in their career, and they still managed to get through it all. You know, they had so many points where they were at the bottom, points where they are at the top. And they, at the end of the day, though, they finished on top, man. And uh, this, this song kind of almost perfectly sums up the career they had, and I, I adore this song. And yes. if you don't like it necessarily or maybe you can't get into it, listen to the video version, because I think the video version is from that live album they did. And... Um, Show I, I think I think it'll help you appreciate the song a little bit more. 
and then go back and listen to this version, listen to this whole album, and maybe you'll appreciate it a little bit more. Maybe you'll kind of, you know, maybe you'll just grab onto it a little bit better. Yeah, they had a concert video uh, on the next album that had this song. They did a lot of this album on the um, yeah. uh, Hold Your Fire tour. Yeah, I definitely recommend listening to those tracks live. It'll help you maybe kind of appreciate them a little bit more. And then when you go back to this, you'll maybe it'll, you'll have a little bit more of appreciation for these tracks. Yeah, show of hands. I had that on VHS. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm That's actually a really good show, show of hands. That's actually really great. It is a really good show, man. Their hairstyles are kind of, uh, you know, but <laughs> I love that about Rush. I love their goofy ass fucking hairstyles. They don't take themselves too seriously because there's yeah. a part there's a part in show of hands where Alex is just like mouthing stuff and he said we turned off his mic or something. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a point. I, I think it was there's a point. I remember like a video where like Alex Lyson almost looked like the guy from Flock of Seagulls or some <laughs> shit. He had some, some goofy ass hairstyles himself. Like, you know, everyone talks about Getty and his you know the raccoon he had on his head, but man, Alex Lyson had some weird ass hairstyles. He did. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, what, what what do you think of this track, Jerry? I'm not gonna sing this these lines here, but man, this says it all. You can do a lot in your lifetime if you don't burn out too fast. You can make the most of the distance. First, you need the endurance. I mean, that is fucking awesome. And right? First, you got and last. <laughs> Come on, man. I you got to do the note. <laughs> thumbs up fucking life in four lines man and the fucking keyboards at the end i thought were incredible um fucking solid 10 dude i mean eric said a lot about it i was gonna say uh but <laughs> i mean fucking legendary dude yeah we're just creaming all over this album aren't we <laughs> oh, yeah i gotta go change my fucking underwear it's like dr fucking fucking ian over that black sabbath review it's like dude i was fucking getting shot from all my speakers and if i could take a whore bath when i got to work yeah <laughs> fucking hey uh lee what do you think about it this song was hot back in the day i still like it but i think that now i feel it is comparably slightly less interesting than songs like Manhattan Project. I still do like this song, and I won't say that I dislike it one bit. Yeah, it, it's a freaking great song, and I, I just love the freaking thing where it goes from first to last. The peak is never past. Something always fires the light that gets in your eye. One moment's high and glory rolls on by it. Like a streak of lightning. The flashes and fades in the summer sky. You know, I, can, <laughs> I can't do Getty justice, yeah. man. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Donna. With a thrill of it all. Yeah, man. It's, on the party. And with a thrill of it all. Like that. And when he says, in a long run. Yeah, it's like fucking Getty. Like, like wrap it up with, with George Michael and Elton John. Wrap it up. Oh. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. I love that. That's <laughs> Wrap cool. it up. I thought I thought you were gonna sing the fucking that other band, uh Wrap it up. Fabulous I'll Thunderbirds. Yeah, wrap it up Thunderbirds. Wrap it <laughs> no, up. Oh no. No, I, I like I like the more high-pitched Faye thing. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Wrap it up. I'll take you any day, my pretty pink darling. Well, Brian, Brian Davis ain't gonna like you dissing the fabulous Thunderbirds from uh, 
damn good movie memories in that metal station. Weren't they in that Michael J. Fox movie, Light of Day? I think, I don't remember, but that was a good movie. I saw that. that yeah, with Michael J. Fox and Joan Jett. I swear to God they were in that movie, man. I have no idea, man, but I like the fabulous Thunderbirds back I, in the day. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> did a review uh, We did a review with Brian Davis on one of their albums. Holy Fuck. shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we did. It was their bluesy Straight album. Out Straight out rock what? and roll. Oh. Yeah. Huh? Oh, I, I, I kind of, kind of remember. Was I think it, you liked it, Lee. No, I, I did. I just don't. It was like a neon yellow cover, kind of like, like, like. What's the word? Yeah, what's the word? I think that's what okay. it was. Brian okay. Davis will correct me on Wednesday on that metal station when I'm in the chat room, which you motherfuckers <laughs> should get in there. When when you every now and then, I'm on the throne of the Brian Davis podcast <laughs> I, he'll tell me what i think brian davis fucking rules you guys gotta listen to damn good movie mary mary's man oh i love I, I love that podcast man fucking I, rules. Think, I think i listened to like uh he's done a couple episodes on the universal monsters last yeah. episode about the warriors i love I, i'm thinking about hitting him up about doing an episode on the terminator because i love to talk about that first terminator movie is i think that movie is amazing that's the best movie ever made uh, yeah uh, I, i've told brian davis this but he upset me because i wanted to be on his podcast he said yeah i'll bring you on the dumbo episode and that motherfucker did the dumbo episode didn't call me fucker it's Dumbo? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have me be on Dumbo. What about Gumby? Why Dumbo? I don't fucking think because I work Disney? at Disney. I don't what know. What about Gumby? <laughs> Is it because I, you work I, at I, fucking I Disney? Gumby. Hey, hey, have you ever watched Gumby? I yes, fucking love Gumby Gum, the movie. Gum, I like I like Eddie Murphy. I'm Gumby. Yeah, Gumby. I was gonna say Eddie Murphy Gumby. I watched. I'm Gumby. I'm talking about the original Gumby. Have you I, ever saw, I saw was... the I saw the Gumby movie, and that was the shit. I yeah, you never Gumby saw the, the original Gumby. I did see the original. Legit, Lee, every Lee, when I was a down. little kid, every night I had to watch that movie. And one night the tape got fucked up by the VCR. And my mom had to run out to like the video I'm store and buy a copy. Gumby. I saw. Oh, I, I watched the movie. Damn it. I saw the claymation. I saw it. But you the know what was better? Starship does a song on the, the Gumby movie. You had to see it back in like 1968 or <laughs> nine. You weren't alive, bitch. I like yeah, Mr. I was, my dad was swimming in his dad's ball sack around the time the original Gumby was on. Yeah. I, was a, yeah. I was way I, beyond I, born. Sorry, I, I apologize. The thing I is, apologize. I keep telling Brian Davis, <laughs> I accept bring, your apology. Bring me in on a right. sci-fi or a Star Trek movie. Fucking, I, t- I tell him the movies, man, and he don't listen to me. I don't think he Bra- Hey, Brian me. Davis, Brian Davis, bring me on for the Terminator episode. I will yeah, you'll probably dick. get on there. I won't. He doesn't I'll like I'll suck me. his dick for it. Fuck, I'll suck <laughs> his dick too. I love you, Brian. I'm just fucking with you. I thought it was because yeah, I you too much. really want to be on there, don't you? <laughs> I know because I love, I, I love Brian Davis, man. I have a man crush on him. Hey, Brian Davis rules. is a badass, man. He uh, loves Armored uh, Saint, man. That's, that's my, why. That's boy right there. That fucker, uh, got, that fucker got me in a clutch, uh, man. I owe him a lot of shit, man. Clutch rules. But uh, let's get into the next track, which, uh, Lee, you picked. You picked Territories. So here's Territories on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Territories leave. Why did you pick this track? Marking my territory by it may be the best song on the album. I really love it, and I think it's really cool. And it's a song that I could drum to if I decided I want to do that. And it's great. Hey, man. So, what do you think about it, uh, Eric? Ah, uh, man. Uh, maybe one of my least favorite tracks off the album, but still a fucking good song. Um, it's got some great drumming on there because they throw in some like uh, tribal sounding drums. Um, in the beginning too, man, that drum part at the beginning sounds like something you'd hear like in an 80s rap song. You know, like how 80s, like early 80s or late 80s rap used to sound like stuff like Run DMC and all that. This like sounds like something that would be in like a, like a Run DMC song, you know, back when rap was actually like pretty fucking good uh, before it mm. became all, yo, bitch, where's my weed at, you know? Uh, and musically too, it also reminds me of like Billy Idol music in some parts, like some Rebel Yell era Billy Idol, like where he combines that new wave with the hard rock uh, and all that. So, I, yeah, I it's my yeah. least favorite track off the album, but still a pretty damn good song. My only complaint really is just that I think it just goes on a little too long. That's like I think if they trimmed it down a little bit, it would be a solid, another like solid song. So I think that is don't, don't hate it, but it's, it's okay. What did you think about it, Jerry? Fucking another 11, in my opinion, dude. I love this fucking song. Right on, Jerry. Eric mentioned the, the cool drums and everything. I mean, again, I'm not going to sing it, but why move around the world when eating was so near? Don't feed the people, but we feed the machines. I mean, it's yeah. fucking... 
dude, I mean, if I was stoned right now, I'd be in a trance just thinking about that line right now. <laughs> dude. I mean, Alex, I think it's De- Alex's, Alex's best work on it, too. I love during the verse when he plays underneath the Eddie's singing in the verses. Yeah. It's just a, I I get a great fucking song, man. What more can I, we, we, what more can we say, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh, agree. You're, you're right on, man. It's like I posted these lyrics from this song so many times because it's so fucking true. It says, the whole wide world and in this universe, yet we keep looking through the eyeglass in reverse. Don't feed the people, but we feed the machines. Can't yep. really feel what international means. In different circles, we keep holding our ground. In different circles, we keep spinning round and round. This is fucking what's going on. This, these lyrics Absolutely. are not dated at all. They can re-release this album on the radio. Just play the whole fucking album. Real. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like right now, we see so many tribes overrun and undermined for their invasion dream of lands they left behind. Better people, better food. I love this, like, better beer. <laughs> I like the way he says <laughs> beer. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, that's their humor coming out right there. And a fucking I guess that was song. too, like, kind of a, it was like an inside joke or something from them, from what I heard. Yeah. And it's like they shoot without shame in a piece of for a name of a piece of dirt for the change of accent for the color of your shirt. Better the pride that resides in the citizens of the world, the pride that divides when a colorful flat rag is unfurled. You know, it's like this we is so fucking like, true. We should do like one of those poet meetings and just read off fucking rush lyrics to each other all night. I think yeah. like, <laughs> I would pay I would pay Mark to just um recite all of Bob Dylan's lyrics. Oh God! All right. Well, well if, if I paid you, would you do it? Nah, dude. I, I'll do, recite. Damn it! it. Fr- I'll do it for free. <laughs> I'll do anything All freely. Right. You know that. Come on. Come on. I, but now I, I might as well give you my lyrics, and you can <laughs> sing. Them I would for- do. I would. I told you we should do a duet one day. <laughs> hey, I'd be into it. Hey, you guys should do a live no, duet at the next Rockin' Pod. You guys should do I Got You, Babe. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> got you, Babe. Oh, God, Babe. Oh, God, Sue, Babe. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but think of different lyrics, of course. But I don't know what, what, what that means. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> What's Oh, God, Sue? <laughs> and then we get to where Eric is living. Uh, fucking uh, Midwest. Middletown Dreams. What did you think about this one, Jerry? Uh, what? What's that? What? Oh, uh, we're in, did we do? Ter- we just did territories. We're on middle time. Middle time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we you did. like set it up for me, and then you gave it right. Well, to I me. know. I wasn't like, that yeah, cool? Was, no, Eric. Remember, okay. I, 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 thought, I thought that was a good move. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to throw us all off. That's what remember I wanted what? to do. <laughs> but, uh, Eric, I, I want to acknowledge the song. This is a song I'm not going to acknowledge on the album. This is the one I thought you would too. What do you think <laughs> about it, Eric? Oh man, holy shit, this song, this fucking song is amazing. Wow. Uh, I love that cool little synth intro and just, oh, the whole vibe of this song, lyrically, musically, it's just such a feel-good song. Uh, It's a little bit similar to like Subdivisions. This one's like, I guess it was kind of them trying to make a song about like, being stuck in the suburbs and whatnot, and you just kind of want to get away and like go somewhere else, experience a new adventure, and you're kind of just you know you're dreaming about just getting away and going somewhere else and starting something new. And man, I I just love this song. That's that's the one thing I've noticed about a lot of these like 
you know, keyboard heavy rush albums like Power Windows and uh, uh, Signals and, you know, Grace Under Pressure. They have all these songs that like, even though I wasn't listening to these albums that much when I was in high school, it takes me back to that time when I was in high school, when life was like a lot simpler, you know, when you're just, you know, your only worries were hanging out with your friends and, you know, chasing girls, listen to music, you know, you didn't have a job, you didn't have taxes, you didn't have rent to pay, you know, you just, you know, you, you lived your life, you went to school and you hung out with your friends, you got into trouble. They just, man, Rush has a way of capturing that in like a lot of their like more 80s albums with certain songs. And this is one of them. It just reminds me of that simpler time, man. It's kind of like Kid Gloves or Subdivisions where it takes me back to that time of being a kid. When me and my friends would do shit like walk to Guitar Center, um, check out all the girls at school, you know, and we'd just be thinking about what we're going to do in the future, like what our dreams are, like what we were, you know, what we wanted to achieve in life. Um, you know, it's different now, you know, like uh, I'm an adult now and I'm not saying life is all doom and gloom and shit. I mean, I, I'm happy with my life, but, you know. You, sometimes I kind of miss that time when you're younger and you're still dreaming and there's still like, you know, you know, you're kind of dreaming a little bit, you know, I still have like dreams and hopes and the uh, things I hope to aspire to. Um, but it's, it's different when you're a kid and there's still that innocence. So I love this song. It's so, it's such a feel good song and it's amazing. And this is one that's really like grown on me a lot from listening to this album and probably my second favorite track off the album. What'd you think oh, I gotta go Jerry? change my oh, underwear now because I just oh, Jerry hated the song. What'd you Sorry, think? What'd you, <laughs> what'd you think about it, Lee? It's weird because I do love the instrumentation and the drumming and everything about the song, but I do think that upon retrospect, I think it is ever so slightly less interesting than the last song. But I still can listen to it. It's just that it's not my very favorite on here. This song is like a fucking movie. The lyrics transport you. It's like it says the dreams transport the ones you need to get out of town. You know, it's like that one thing where he talks about the, the but he'd be climbing on that bus, just him and his guitar, that blaze across the heavens like a brilliant shooting star. And then those keyboards, and he goes, a middle-aged Madonna calls a neighbor on the phone day by day, the seasons pass and leave her life alone. But she'll go walking out that door some bright afternoon and go paint big cities from a lonely attic room. That's fucking amazing. It's like you're sitting there, they're painting a picture in your head of this song and these people that you don't know who the fuck they are, but you're thinking of what they look like and what they're doing. You see them in a house, you see them in a rural area, like somewhere in Kansas or fucking Indiana or Illinois or Victorville. You know, you see these people wanting to get out of where they're at. Like Nate Atchison needs to go to Nashville and get out where he's at. But uh, this song is for you, Nate. Fucking listen to it. <laughs> I love it. You guys still there? I'm We're still here? here. My internet, for I, whatever reason, like, so cut dear, out for like five I, seconds. But because <laughs> right. I'm I went to go get a drink, and I came back, and it like cut opinion. out and came back on. All right, but then we get to the next song, a motion detector. What do you think about this one, Lee? Oh, this song is boss. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It ranks up there with some of their best work. 
and I really did the song and I can group and and I can group to it any day. What'd you think about it, uh, Eric? Uh, this song was a woman. I'd have sex with it because this song <laughs> fucking rules. Um, this is like probably probably my third favorite track off the album. And fuck, this is like another like just feel good song, man. This is like some shit off Rocky Four. It makes me want to go to Russia and run up a fucking mountain and scream Drago. <laughs> this song fucking makes me feel good, man. It makes me feel good about myself. This song makes me feel like I can fucking do anything. Emotion detector. This song kicks fucking ass. Um, it's Unlike I think Rocky I remember. Or... I mean, I think I already swear I remember this being on the radio a lot, like growing up. Mark, do you ever remember this being on the radio? Because I know no, you're a big only, Rush fan. It was only Big Money and Mystic Rhythms. That's Fuck, yeah. I swear I to God, I've heard this song a lot I before. God that no Rocky Four album song was on the radio. Sorry. All right, I like Rocky Four soundtrack. Robert, I don't. I love There's Rocky no Four. Easy way out. By the way, no if you like Rocky Four and want to hear a reference to Rocky Four, Rocky listen to the Black Sabbath Tear episode of Rock All Over You podcast. Ew! I did. <laughs> I was good. <laughs> uh, well, whatever you you you. you. You 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 can flood me with 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 private message about that. I'll probably listen to a what the fuck. What listen. the fuck? What did you think about the song, Jerry? Can Rush write a beautiful song? If so, this is definitely it. The fucking lyrics are awesome. I mean, like like Eric said, man, gets me fucking pumped. Even though it talks about you know we all you know what about exposing our insecure spots and shit like that. I mean, it's a beautiful song about humanity, in my point. And Ooh. I give the song a fucking... I'd probably give it another 11, man. Uh, yeah. The fucking chorus is awesome, too. It's probably the most catchiest chorus on the album, I think. Yeah, right right yeah. to the heart of the matter, right to the yeah. beautiful part. Illusions are painfully like shattered. Right where discovery good. starts, you know. It's a beautiful song, in my opinion, mm -hmm. man. And the secret wells of emotion buried deep in our hearts. It's like... Yep. Dude, this, this is like another story. It's like, it yep. hits you where in your heart, you know? It's yeah. like, the song fucking rules. His lyrics, you look, like I said earlier, you look at his lyrics, they seem so simple, but there's, they're, they're fuck, there's more to it than what you read. <laughs> I don't I know swear, how to it. man, the more older I get, <laughs> like, the more older I get, the more I pay attention to the lyrics of Rush and the more I end up liking them because of the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, Rush? I mean, check this line. Check this line out. Sometimes our big splashes are just ripples in the pool. I mean, come on, that is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like freaking. It's like, like I said, subdivisions, man, in the high school halls, in the shopping malls. Yeah. The lyrics yep. is what brought me into Rush. The lyrics. Same thing with Triumph. I got into Triumph because their lyrics. Uh, it's like Lee's not a lyric guy. He writes lyrics, but he's more of a musical. Yeah. He's most of a musical. He likes to write the music. I like to listen to good lyrics. Yeah. If the music is great and the lyrics are fucking saying, I heard a song today. It says, I don't need a man. I need a manicure. I go, what the fuck is that? That's some stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't need a man. I need a manicure. I go, fucking, you need somebody to write lyrics. Because that yeah, sucks. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I was going, fuck, Neil Pritt would never write that fucking trash. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking I, great I, song. I will admit, like Neil Peart did fuck up when he wrote that Doggy Heaven lyric. I hated that oh, one. Dog that Ears? Like, that was cringy. I was like, yeah. oh, Dog no. Ears is okay. But it, it's not Tai Shan. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking lyrically. I think, like, lyrically, that Doggy Heaven thing was just horrible. Um, Tai Shan, yeah, that's maybe not one of their best songs. It I isn't, but Tai Shan's still it. the worst. Even the band says that song sucks. But it ain't like you. It's not. It's a. It's not a, like a great song. It's definitely one maybe I'd skip, but like it's not like Silent Lucidity. <laughs> uh, here we go. I was wondering that's if that was Silent Lucidity. I hate that damn song. <laughs> that, oh, Tai Shan is a hell of a lot better than hey, Silent. Yeah, yeah you're damn right, Lee. It must up. really, it must really suck that Doctor Fuck admitted he likes Silent Lucidity. Oh, that hurt my, that like hurt my heart, man. <laughs> like I don't I was know. Like, no. I, I'll say, man, like I'm one He's of those a people. Good friend, I and I met him, and 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 then we've hung out. So I can say that I don't always agree with him because we're cool. Yeah, I, I don't always agree with Dr. Fuck, and that's one of the things I always like. Like, he can, like, diss something that maybe I do like, you know, and I'm always cool with it. But that was one where I was kind of like, oh, my God, you like Silent Lucy? Like, why? Like, are you okay, man? Like, are you being – is Chris DeGuerma holding you at gunpoint to say that? Like, you, you can tell me, like, blink twice <laughs> if it's yes. Just listen to the uh, balance episode I did with Dr. Fuck where he was giving me a life lesson. Oh, man. That was, <laughs> that was, I need to hear that. Holy shit. Oh, God. It's like we did a review and he didn't even man. pick songs to play off no. that album. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even listen to it. I guarantee he didn't even listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you should listen to that because that was like uh, him, oh. him him giving me some psychotherapy there. <laughs> that was brutal, man. It was, man, but fuck, I love the guy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking rules. You know, fuck, I may disagree with him. This, you fucking kick ass, brother. Yeah, he does. But That, um, that and the one where you did uh, for, unfall, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge with uh, Terrence. Oh, oh God, God, that episode's hilarious. I did that in my <laughs> car because I couldn't get home in time. <laughs> And fucking me and me and Ralph had to uh, talk Terrence off the cliff like a million times. He was gonna quit. Finally oh, got him God. to do it. Oh yeah. fuck Terrence! Yeah, hey Terrence, <laughs> if you're listening to this, which I know you probably fucking are, because you have no damn life. Uh, fucking get a damn job. I'm sick and tired of all my tax money going towards you, so you can buy shitty Pink Floyd albums that don't have Roger Waters. Get a fucking job, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I I fucking something I always said that came true. Uh, there was a, a Mexican selling flowers and fruit up the side of the road, road and there was three white homeless guys begging for money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember Ian just being like, hey, hey Mark, can you, you roll up your fucking window? It sounds like you have relatives selling oranges on the freeway. <laughs> I had to, because I was off the freeway, I had to pull off. To fucking... <laughs> Were you, you literally just pulled over on the fucking freeway and just started I, recording? No, for like I pulled over. Hours? I got off the freeway, but I was at like a rut parked in front of a restaurant doing it for three hours yeah oh I, I always hate that man when like those those people like come up there trying to sell like fucking tootsie rolls and shit your window and you're trying not to make fucking eye contact <laughs> hey they're working though 
<laughs> they work more than the yeah, yeah, at least they got a fucking job. job. Yeah. They don't sit <laughs> steal their dad's pension and buy fucking shitty Pink Floyd records that don't have Roger Waters on them. Oh, I bought the fuck shitty you, Pink Terrence. Floyd records too, so don't put me in that category. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Terrence. I worked for my Pink Floyd shitty music. Terrence, I'm Polish. Terrence, I, 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 I po- do like him. And then they get along with him well. So that's, that's what fine. I want to say. Yeah. yeah hey, Terrence, I try not I'm, to talk shit about Terrence because Lee likes him and I respect Lee. Terrence, I'm half Polish and Mark listens to Sammy Hagar and likes it. That's enough to get us like front row parking at like every grocery store. And we don't go on racist tirades like you do and like threaten to kill people. That Stop blaming your autism on that. Autistic yeah, I, people aren't like psychopaths. Try. He has a good sense of humor. I don't think that he's serious when he says stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I talked to him anyway, on the phone. Okay. I he's talked a little to him unhinged. on the phone. Lee, I talked to him on the phone. He's he's yeah. very ranty. He hates. He I hates. talked to him and he's cool. Well, he's cool with you, he's but he's got he, the two he, sides to him, definitely. I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to say any, any bad. I think that. It's a difference between someone who says some shock value and what they do. I mean, I think he's a humanitarian. I think that when it comes to words, he might say one thing, but but I I think he's a good guy. That's all I want. All right. To That's cool, man. Let's, hey, Ter- let's... Terrence, I got six words for you. Would you like fries with that? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, but let's let's get off of Terrence because nobody else has. Uh, oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, let's see. Let's get the last track, which Jerry, you picked Mystic Rhythm. So here's Mystic Rhythm on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, Jerry, why'd you pick that track? Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd find a fucking 12,000 if I could. I love the fucking tribal drums in it. I love the, you know, I love songs and lyrics about, you know, beliefs, you know, shit that guides you like astrology and shit like that. If I remember right, didn't Ronald Reagan, I think this mentioned somewhere, didn't, his, didn't he actually take advice from Nancy's astrologer? I have no idea. I stay away from that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying it's like, you know, I love songs to talk about, you know, daydreams and shit you dream of. Uh, how much of your uh, dreams have come true. You know, shit like that. Just shit you think about. You sit down and just gel out for hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, what do you think about it, uh, Eric? Oh, man, it's just uh, another great song. And this is another one, much like uh, Marathon, where I heard the video of it, like the live version. And it also, like, made me go, like, man, I really need to check out Power Windows because the live version is fucking phenomenal. And it's, again, you can kind of hear, like, you know, Alex Lifeson's guitar more. This song is fucking amazing. And I love those travel drums, man. I think any yeah. kind of song I hear with travel drums, it's just phenomenal. It's just Something about travel drums just hooks me in. Great really song, is. great way to end the fucking album. What about tribal dance, tribal dance? Oh, that song's fucking sexy. Holy Armored shit, Saint that song's sexy. Rules. Yeah, right. I'm seeing them in December, man, with Wasp. I can't seeing, wait for that I'm shit. I'm seeing them in October with Wasp. It what was show, supposed uh, to be the first show. show at? Uh, Anaheim, The Grove. It was supposed to be the first show, but they added more. Now Vegas is the yeah. first show. Motherfuckers. I'm seeing the... Friday show in St. Charles, Illinois. I'm traveling up there because they nice. no shows come to Indiana, so I got to travel to Illinois for them. All right, man. So, what do you think of this song, Lee? Oh, some people will claim that this is the best song on the album, and I cannot say that I do not understand where they're coming from. But for, <laughs> even though it's a great song, it is more or less a last song on the album as opposed to something that I think is as good as Big Money. So it's good, and I like it, but it's not the best song on the album. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the best song, but fuck it, I love this song. I love the tribal drums. I love the lyrics. Mystic rhythms capture my thoughts, carry them away. Mysteries of night, escape the light of day. Mystic rhythm of the northern lights or the African sun. Primitive things stir in the hearts of everyone. You know, we're freaking primitive people. You know, we we have anger issues. <laughs> As you can <laughs> see what's going on with the world today. But uh, again, this is a fucking great album ender. I like it. And the yep. thing I want to point out about Rush, if you noticed, I think from moving picture uh signal uh moving pictures on the first song off the album was the first single oh yeah i didn't even think about Tom that sawyer's subdivisions distant early warning and I big, love the big money and the big money all opening tracks off those four albums i need to go back and check the other albums to see if it's the same thing i don't think 2112 was a single was it was it i'm not sure yeah, uh, so. no, I because wasn't uh, not the whole song, Just but I know Overture and uh, yeah, they did Temples Overture. and Searings were played yeah. on the radio constantly, but not the whole twenty one twelve. I heard Train to Bangkok a lot too. <laughs> so. Train to Bangkok, you mean Passage to Bangkok? Uh, Passage to Bangkok, yeah. Well, in the lyrics, yeah, I'm fucking a little buzzed. Yeah, right now. <laughs> Passage to Bangkok, you know, 
They said we smell smoke in Lebanon. Dun, dun, we burn dun, the dun, midnight dun, dun, dun. oil. The fragrance of Afghanistan. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, hey, hey, Hoshan, they're playing Rush. Oh. <laughs> oh man, I, I gotta go to the restroom right now. I just gotta you go take on. that piss, Mark. <laughs> not burn. That. I don't need to. No, I'm talking about something else. But uh, this fucking Rush <laughs> gives me a fucking Woody. Oh, oh man! This, oh shit! This album rules, man. I I fucking love all of Rush. You know, it depends on what mood I'm in. Like, what my favorite album right now? It's still fucking Clockwork Angels. Uh, fuck! Wait, I, wait, I wait, that's your favorite album of all the Rush albums? Yeah, dude. Because they went no way. Out, they went out on a high note, man. Nice. If I could headlong flight dude that's an epic fucking track my favorite still fly by night i think it's just because that's that was my first rush song and like i just remember my mom had the archives on vinyl which it came with the first three albums and a box set yeah I remember on that. vinyl and i used to play fly by night constantly dude like non-stop especially during the the fall and i just love that fucking album that's my favorite rush yeah, album was fly by night I'm still pissed off when I used to go into Kmart and fly by night would be in the bargain bin. Go, what the oh, fuck? Oh, that's bullshit. Bullshit. Fucking fly by night. Fuck you, bargain. Fuck you. I got it um, um, used. Of course you did. I got a lot of albums used. I'm not going <laughs> to That was one of my Christmas gifts, too, was I got, you know, I listened to Chronicles so much, my mom ended up buying me for Christmas one year the first three Rush albums on CD so I could put them on my iPod. This is before we had, like, streaming and shit so i i had itunes i just got itunes and she bought me the first three uh rush albums so i could like you know upload them onto my itunes man that was a great christmas it was just so cool about chronicles because they changed they went from mercury to um atlantic for uh, yeah. presto and uh, atlantic still let them put show don't tell to end that album it's that's like, cool. That was fucking awesome. That's go, rare oh, that can happen too, man. Yeah, they worked together, man, and got show don't tell to say, hey, this is where we're at now. I remember when I first got Presto, I go, oh, dude, they're doing acoustic guitar again. You haven't heard acoustic guitar in a long time from a Rush album. <laughs> I, I like, love Presto. That's a great I fucking album. Fuck yeah. I love that fucking album. I yeah. want it on vinyl, but it's millions of dollars. And yeah. that's when they started slowly like going back into like. Rockin'. I mean, it was a slow transition, but they started going back more into, like, guitar-oriented music, but there's still a little bit of keyboard, so it's kind of like they slowly transitioned back into just kind of more guitar-oriented, like, right. music. Yeah, my... Well, fucking, tell, pretty heavy riff. Yeah, it's yeah. a fucking great album. A fucking great lyrics. Stars is my album. favorite fucking song off that album. Holy yeah. shit, that song rules. The yeah. fucking past. The past. Yeah. The, the past, man. Scars is awesome too. Yeah, I scars love scars. of pleasure, scars of pain. Yeah, I fucking love that song. It's got man. like that tribal sound to it too. Yeah, and then fucking Red Tide, man. And that yeah, keyboard on Red Tide. And the shit. Red Tide crosses the shore, touches the shore. I mean, fucking great fucking album, man. I fucking love that. that's a that's the second concert I saw. I saw two nights of the Presto tour at the Forum. Fucking, I, I I took my friend. I went the first night with somebody. And I said, fuck, I'm buying tickets. I had a M Montgomery Ward. I had a, what is it? A, a May Company credit card and I had a Ticketmaster in there. I fucking use that shit. Got concert tickets, Billy Joel, Tom Petty, <laughs> fucking Rush. And I, I was working and I'm my friend Victor, I go, dude, let's go see Rush again. 
He goes, why? I'll buy the ticket. And we went and saw Rush. I said, everybody here is going to be fucking playing air drums. He goes, really? And he, <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, oh, fuck, everybody's playing air drums. I told you. <laughs> everybody was Neil Peart in the audience, man. <laughs> everybody. You can't go to a Rush show without somebody doing air drums. You know, it's funny. I was, because uh, I only listened to this album, like, before today, I only listened to this album once to prepare for this review. And I was like, fuck, I really need to listen to this album more. So luckily, you know, because my, my car took a shit. So me and my wife are like using one car right now, which I live at on site at my work. So I don't have to worry about driving to work every day. So it's fine for now. But uh, she had to go do a bunch of stuff. You know, she went with her mom, like shopping, ran a bunch of errands. So I was at home by myself and I had to clean, you know, I cleaned the house uh so i played this album like probably like 10 fucking times on repeat on my stereo and i was air drumming the whole time because like, like i said even though it's like a keyboard friendly album there's still some like you know some rock and shit in here and there's some great drum work still from uh neil peart so i'm air drumming the whole time while i'm cleaning the house listening to this you can you can't i'm in the car taking my hands off the wheel like oh shit <laughs> I I can't be Rick as my drum set. I just do like pound on it. I can't be Rick Allen, man. I need both arms. Arms are getting it. Arms getting it. I just listened to that episode this morning. I listened to I listen to a lot of podcasts usually when I go to sleep. I like leave it on repeat. So like I'll hear like Rock and Roll Combat podcast sometimes when I'm like kind of waking up or falling asleep and. That was one of the episodes I was on, Arms Again. It. So it's funny that you wore that T-shirt, Mark. <laughs> well, I, I keep threatening to leave with Bon Jovi and hysteria. So. Oh, yeah, he's cut out. Fucking Bon blow me. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Me and Nate love him. You know, you guys don't get it. Oh, it's okay, fuck man. Bon Jovi. We still love you guys. Uh, not everybody gets the great Bon Jovi, man. John Bon Jovi's a good human being, though, but his music's... I, I will admit, yeah, he's a good human being, man. He's done some cool shit. Doesn't Stephen Kirsch like Bon Jovi, too? Oh, Stephen Kirsch loves him some Bon Jovi. All right, Jovi. man. See, me, Nate, and Stephen, man. We gotta, uh, Stephen we Kirsch is a great guy, and he's got a good sense of humor, but you'd have to have a good sense of humor to listen to Bon Jovi <laughs> and, like, modern Iron Maiden. Oh, <laughs> Love you, Stephen God. Kirsch. Love you, brother. We we have a it keeps getting pushed back, but it's already in the can. We we did Nazareth exercises. I can't wait for you guys Ooh, to nice. hear that episode. I uh, know me, Stephen. Uh, Stephen's going to be joining uh, me I, and Edwin I, I, on the heard, Rock All Over You podcast um, for Thin Lizzie. The Nazareth exercises, huh? I'd like Eric to do um, Nazareth exercises sometime. We already did it. <laughs> I know, but I don't fucking care. I feel like Terrence, do you like fucking 20 versions of like one fucking review? <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Oh, shit. Not, not yeah, we're talking about you, Terrence. Do it. Yeah, I got him on the Queen episode on my podcast. I, I didn't take Andrew Jacobs. You know, Andrew Jacobs isn't that bad, though. Oh, you know, he, Andrew Jacobs. You know, him he's, is he's, fucking freckles. At, at least he doesn't fucking go off and get people suspended off fucking YouTube. Uh -huh. He takes the shit and goes along with it, you know. I ought to give him credit for that. He's a good sport. But Terrence, you're not. <laughs> yeah, like, Terrence is a little fucking, uh, Terrence is a little fucking yeah. asshole. Fuck him. Uh, you know, and, I, and, you know, I gave him so many, you know, I, I always kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt, you know. And, you know, finally he, like, fucking, you know, he, he went off on, like, a family uh, family member of mine. And that's why I was kind of, that's why I finally drew the line. Because he's already kind of pushing me with some of the shit he was doing with, like, 
Ralph and Ian and like all these people on the Facebook page. And I kept giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then finally he went after a, he, he was kind of being a fucking asshole to one of my family members. Now that's when I was like, fuck you, man, you're, you're done. You, you, you have issues. Yeah, man. I, I don't, I don't deal, him. I don't deal with him. I just don't talk to him. I don't say anything to him. <laughs> he's, he's done. I listen to the rock and metal combat podcast. I, I, they could do what they want because the, my thing is if he stops fucking with them, they'll forget about him. He'll be gone. Yeah. And well, that's, he that's why he's fucking with them. He likes that attention. I think he wants, I, I really think he wants the attention to keep himself relevant yeah. and to get all those downloads because all the RMCP go listen to his shit. Yep. And they, I wish you guys would stop listening to his shit and let his podcast die. But you guys keep giving it's him, like a train wreck, man. I can't look away from it. You guys keep giving him pro, you guys keep giving him downloads so he thinks he's popular. It's like, stop, stop, just stop. <laughs> Leave him alone. Go dead silence Hi, this on is him. Terrence with the Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast. I don't have any friends today with me to do the review. I'm going to be reviewing Queen. And I did not get my information from Wikipedia. I'm using a CD booklet. God damn it. Well, he did. Well, he <laughs> did change the podcast name to Terrence Reardon. Yeah, because no he realized he doesn't have any fucking friends. friends. He drove all his fucking friends away. Like, uh, dude, like I, people you know, actually gave him a fucking chance. Like, I will give him, like, you're fucked up, dude. Without Terrence, I wouldn't have had this podcast. I will give him props on that. He did help me learn how to do a podcast and how to edit and shit. So I'll give him props for that. That's why I don't go off on him as much. I just wish he would just stop because he can't handle what Dr. Fucking Ian are dishing out. He just needs to go away. Just stop. Do your thing, brother. You're not a brother. Just do your thing, dude. And just stop. I, I just text Terrence, just you'll get my respect if you just get a goddamn job. Get a job. I'm sick of my tax money going towards you to be an asshole. That God. fucking racist, that racist tirade he was on in that one episode. Oh my god, that was horrible. <laughs> Wait, it was I, ed- it was edited though, right? <laughs> that was that was unforgettable. I'm sorry, man. That's the reason he keeps putting. That's the reason he keeps doing like 50 versions of like reviews because he has to keep taking them down and like r- like getting rid of like the racist stuff. But then he adds more racist shit into it because he gets into a mood when he he puts up these reviews. His excuse is he's from Boston, and Boston are talk that Bostonites talk that way or something. He's from oh Boston. god, and he, he blames his autism too. I know so many people with autism, and they I aren't do. like psychopaths. Oh, yeah, I like do. Him. I do too. Uh, I mean, he'll say the n word, and then the next thing you'll say is, "I'm not a racist." I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, the more you have to reassure people you're not a racist, like generally Arr. you're a fucking racist. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know, the guy. Know. The guy's he's he's kind he's kind of knowledgeable about the music, I guess. No, he has I'm a lot of knowledge because I'm trying to think people the, do do retain knowledge. I'm yeah. trying to think of the positives about him. I mean, and that's what I said. He helped me with the podcast, so I'm going to give him props to that. But other than that, dude, you burned your bridge with me. Stop yeah, trying exactly. to text me. I I I've got rid of all your sock puppet accounts, and you blame you got pissed <laughs> off with other people making sock well, puppet accounts, and you keep making sock puppet accounts. Just stop. My first, my first uh, deal with him was threatening to kick my ass. If you remember, Jesus <laughs> Christ! All right, well let's 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 get off Terrence because nobody else wants to get on him. Uh, let's, like, no one wants to get on that. top of him. No. All right, but uh, let's get to uh, Eric. I want you to promote your show, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, check out the amazing Rock All Over You podcast. 
Uh, we post episodes usually every other Sunday. Sometimes maybe we'll throw you a surprise, but it's me and Mr. Edwin Canastracci. Always have some great guests on there, always reviewing great classic rock, uh, hard rock, or metal albums. And we got an episode coming up uh, this Sunday, uh, Vince Neil's uh, Exposed. We can talk about you know Vince Neil's solo album. And uh, yeah, we got some great episodes coming up. I think Stephen Kirsch is going to be joining us in March for Top 25 Thin Lizzy songs. We're going to be doing like a whole you know, Jesus Priest retrospective. We're going to bring out a bunch of random people, including you, Mark, uh, to talk about, uh, just talk about Jesus Priest. And yeah, uh, we got a couple I'm just a rando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got like a couple <laughs> new album reviews coming up. So uh, yeah, check us out, man. Leave us some reviews. Uh, we're going to be reviewing, we're going to be, uh, we got a bunch of new reviews uh, on iTunes that we're going to have to read on the next episode because we got too drunk and forgot to do it for the Vince Neil episode. So you'll hear your review, Mark Red. You'll hear it on the next well, episode. I well, remember, you. remember, if you don't bring me on there, I'm going to get all butthurt like I was with Brian Davis and Dunbar. Oh, <laughs> don't worry, man. We'll read on the next one. We had two episodes to record la uh, last time, it's so okay, man. don't I, worry. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just fucking with you, Brian Davis. I love you, brother. I'll be there Wednesday nights always. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, Jerry, you want to promote our thing? Yeah, like I said, man, I've enjoyed this. You know, doing with it, being on you guys as a podcast. Yeah. Um, Mark, I, I appreciate you a lot, man, for helping me out and teaching me shit. Uh, my podcast that I'm working on, Three Shots Down, I have three episodes done. Nice. And I, would, I would love to have all you guys on there doing talking about something in the future. I tend to I tend to lean more to the lesser known musicians to try to get them some exposure. But I also like I'd also like to do a session on my podcast about interviewing the podcaster, like what got you guys into the podcast and this and that. I don't know if that interests you guys or not, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Jerry, we got to have you on the Rock All Over You podcast sometime, man. Pick an album and let us know, like, which one you want to do. I mean, we. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark, uh, you know, you know, if your offer's still on to be my toast, I would appreciate that until I can find somebody. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, you know, man, I'm a whore. I go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking yeah, try to, I try to, I try to pimp everybody's podcast. Pimp everybody's pages, pimp everything, get people on in your groups because that's yeah. what I do. I like helping oh, yeah, people man. out, and I like to help. Hey, you helped me out, man. My first ever podcast I ever did was uh, with you. I mean, I owe a lot to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I also owe a lot to you, man. You kind of helped me get comfortable behind the microphone. You kind of, you know, you helped me with a lot of shit, man. So I got to give you props, yeah. man. Mark, you Mark. fucking rule. Hey, yeah, is Lee Mark. Gershman still alive? Lee, are you still alive? Yeah, right? yeah, I'm okay, still good. alive. He, he wants God. people to butter his muffin. <laughs> Nobody's giving yeah, him any props. Yeah, I love my I muffin want, buttered. Want my 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 part to be butter. Lee, yeah. pimp that margarine shit. He wants butter. Pimp your podcast that you bring on Charles all the time because I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a Lee Gersman show. Yeah, man. He does some killer reviews on there, man. Lee rules. Charles rules. I like it that you're giving Charles some uh, play on there. Uh, I the fact that that he he's more into the albums than you'd be. Uh, probably, but I would have done that Rod Stewart one. Shit, bitch. Oh, but 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 you don't deserve it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. But uh we, we all me and Jerry do the Mark and Jerry BS sessions every Thursday night on YouTube. Check us out, share and like the pages, uh leave some comments. We like comments, we like people sharing the podcast or the, the YouTube thing. 
Uh, we're also part of the Rat Cell Network. Check uh, Wayne Noon's pages out. Uh, project is banned. Project Resurrect. Uh, great, great guy, man. And also, yeah. uh, check out the uh, the plug with Nate Atchison, Bushy, and uh, freaking Metal Mike Tyler uh, from thatmetalstation.com. Both of them. Uh, Mike Mike does Friday nights. Uh, Nate does Saturday mornings. So check them out. Uh, look on that metal station for showtimes because I don't fucking remember them. Uh, <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. And also, Brian Davis, I pimped your show a lot so you don't get any more. Uh, all right, man. Let's get out with our tracks of the week. Eric, you picked a, a band that's not too well known. Cobra Spell, Addicted to the oh, Night. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Addicted to the Night. Uh, Cobra Spell, if you like, you know, like 80s hair metal and not like the, you know, the later hair metal. I'm talking about the good shit like Dokken. Shot the Devil, Motley Crue, Rat. Um, this is a good fucking band. Uh, it's a female, heavily female, like, uh, loaded band. You know, they got, uh, it's a chick on bass. You got Sonia Nubis on guitars and this really oh, yeah. gorgeous uh, SMA Bandon Smitten or whatever on guitar. And then you got uh, this amazing vocal. I forget his name, but the oh. singer from Hitten. He's in a band called Hitten. Great fucking singer, great drummer. Uh, they got an EP out, uh, Love Venom, which is great. And they got a new one coming out really soon. This the single from that new album. So if you like real hook-heavy, like great hair metal with shredding guitar solos, great singers, I mean, this is for you, man. Check out uh, Cobra Spell. Yeah, and then Jerry, you picked uh, kind of a normal track because everybody knows this one. Man on a Silver Mar Mountain. Ma Fucking Ooh, great. Yeah. Mountain. Rainbow. Fucking yeah. love it, man. I mean, Hell yeah. that Fucking... song's been talked about so much, I don't need to really explain it. Uh, you can't go wrong with that, man. The best fucking heavy metal singer of all time is Ronnie James Dio, man. Sorry. I disagree with that. Uh, I still give the edge to Rob Halford, but hey, I ain't gonna argue with you, bro. I, I go John Bush, Dio, and Rob Halford, then uh, Bruce Dickinson. Ah. Bruce and his face had it, but he's kind of lost it now. He's still good. I think John Bruce is a little bit overrated, honestly. John, John Bruce, uh, that, Bruce John blew Bush. his voice out by, like, peace of mind. I yeah. think, like, the Samson records and Number of the Beast, I love his voice because he had, like, it was a little gritty. It was a little mean-sounding. And then by, like, peace of mind, it was, like, too soft, and he started over-singing shit. I love his, uh, his early voice from Samson and Number of the Beast, where it was, like, it had some grit to it. Well, I like John Bush. John Bush has John grit. Bush fucking kicks John ass. Bush kicks oh, that. ass. oh, that choice with Dio, man. Oh, Dio's my second. But went John... by Biff Rose. Dude, I can't oh, wait to Lord see Armored Saint in December, Rose's though. Star. Yeah, me too. That's why I got the tickets. All of you are doing that yeah, album, my tickets. I'd be him. Yeah, and then we get to Lee. You picked Krakow by F the, by the, FM. The, and then Mrs. Rose and then Biff's song. Never mind. Lee. <laughs> Lee. Yeah. You picked Krakow by FM, right? I know that, but I'm trying to uh, get these guys to do something else. Well, they can do something yep. else. All right. But and then yeah. I picked I picked uh Kansas Lonely Met Wind. I love Kansas. Oh, I fuck Kansas. Great song. Candace rules. Nice. And then we end it with Lee's uh, original collage, right? Did I say yeah. it right? Yeah. Collage. So that's what we got, man. 
And until next time, guys, thank you guys for being on the show. I got to do some yeah. fucking editing. Thank and, you. And uh, check out our if podcast. On, 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 on the Biff Rose episode, let me know. I okay. want all of us to do Biff Rose. All right, man. Uh, you won't like <laughs> it, but, but I'm sorry. Isn't there, a Biff, isn't there a singer called Biff in uh, Saxon? Is that guy? Is that no. Biff Byford, yeah. man. I, love I heard that. Dude, I was playing. You won't like it. Yeah, I was, I was if, playing... if, I, if I have you do it, you, you won't like it, but I'm sorry. All right. But I, I heard I heard that Carpe Diem album the other day. That fucking album rules. I need to buy it. Uh, I, I gotta so. check it out. Still, I hadn't had the. I've been checking out the new. Been busy checking out other music and especially the new Scorpions, which is actually really fucking good. I was surprised. I yeah. have been, you know, Scorpions. I was kind of like Love at First Sting was their last good album, in my opinion. And this one's really good, man. It's like they kind of revisit all those classic eras, like the '80s era, the you know '70s era with. Uli John Roth. It's like they kind of are paying homage to all different eras of the Scorpions, classic eras. Yeah, I ordered the regular CD. I, I'm, I'm thinking I made a mistake and should have ordered the one with the bonus CD. Was, <laughs> oh, I didn't. Like, fuck, I messed one? up. Oh shit, I messed up too. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm really liking it so far. I hadn't heard the whole thing yet. I've only gotten through. Yeah, half they even of it. got that little reggae going like they used to. You know. Yeah, uh, there's like one song that's almost like uh, it's kind of like, uh, is there anybody out there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I, love, I love covers, seven, like, I love very, seven like, Sun. Very like 80s looking. Seven Sun rules. I think Mickey D came from Motorhead and said, dude, the albums you've been making, yeah. fuck that shit. Let's go back to Blackout, bitches. Amazing drummer. I love Mickey D. Yeah, Mickey D rules, man. You know, King Diamond, he played on Don Dockin's solo album. Yeah. Um, Motorhead, now he's with Scorpions. Phenomenal drummer. Yeah, I seen him with the Scorpions with Queensryche open with uh, Todd. They were really Oh, good. nice. Yeah, I'm gonna see. They, do they play Silent the... City though? Yeah, dude. That, see, that's why I don't want. I love <laughs> Queensrÿche, but I don't want to go see him because I'm afraid. Like, I get some beers in me. I may like cause a scene if they play Silent well, City and get kicked out. You guys like, that's probably, my biggest fear. I don't guys, want. <laughs> I'm scared guys, I'm gonna heckle them. You guys are probably gonna fucking make fun of me, but when I went and saw Lincoln Park, um. The band that opened for them was the Prodigy. They had that one song, Firestarter, Firestarter, Fire. That guy sucks. I've never heard of that. Oh, God, that band sucks so bad. I went out and two-fisted beers in the hallway till they were done. <laughs> it was like the bass was just shaking. It was like, Firestarter, Firestarter, Firestarter. And I was like, I'll fucking go look at that video, dude. The guy looks like he's tweaked out. It's oh, fucking God. horrible. He passed away. No ill will to the dead, the singer of that band. But I hated that. Didn't it have some hey, people if Choke Chris DeGuerre out or something like that, what? Choke your bitch out or something like I that. I think so, man. They were horrible. terrible. Oh like, god, Lincoln Park hey. was good though. Chester, rip, Ch uh, R.I.P. Chester. And hey, they had some decent songs, man. The first they, like, I'm not a big were good. Lincoln Park fan, but they got like a hand, like a small handful of songs. I actually do think are pretty good, damn good. Crawling um, is a fucking great song. Yeah, that's a great. That's a cool song. Fucking Chester, yeah. man. He hits those notes. Hey, Chris DeGuerrimo, if you're listening to this, um, fuck you for writing Silent City. I fucking hate that song. Why did you bring that song into my life? All right, fuck man, you, Chris. Well, before Eric goes on a 30-minute rant, <laughs> let's end this right now. Yeah. Lee, Lee, you know what to do, brother. Say okay, fuck bye, off and let's get out of here. Brothers, bye-bye. Good night, guys. Good night. Later, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
When I'm needing a friend, I can talk to the wind. God, I sure am glad that I found him. Sometimes he seems to be the only one beside me. Can feel the Lord's breath all around him. Winter's cold, frozen ice, or a bright autumn day on a warm summer night.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.